Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. Welcome to another episode of the podcast that is sweeping the nation. This is One Man's Opinion. Here we are. Looky, looky, everybody. Indeed, episode 172, the start of the 2023 NFL season is upon us. And we've made it all the way here. Now the fun begins the rest of the year. Just downward skiing, everybody. It's nice. Just hold on tight. Going to be a bumpy ride this NFL year, but you got your boy right here ready to help you out. My name is Chef Mans. You can hear me weekday afternoon, Sirius XM's Fantasy Sports Radio Channel 87. I host a show called Elite Sports on that network from 3 to 5 Eastern. Also, Sirius XM Fantasy Football pregame show. Me and Bob Harris get you right up at the lineup block every weekday or every Sunday morning. Not the weekdays. That's Elite Sports. Sunday morning, 11 to 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. I am the part owner and chief content officer over at FantasyGuru.com. Soon to be a title change. Ooh, look at sexy, sexy over here. Uh, more on that. Once we get into the season, obviously Fantasy Guru was bought out earlier this summer. I'll talk about that in future episodes, but we got work to do here today and nothing's going to change. So, I mean, there's nothing on any listeners end or anything except a lot more content and great stuff. So, and good things for this podcast, as a matter of fact. So uh, I'll be talking about that later on, but the, the draft guide is available for those who still have drafts to do. If you are in week one mode, maybe you're even done with week one. Maybe you're listening to this on Monday as a recap going in to the second week of the season, whatever that may be, we've got you covered at fantasyguru.com. It's the largest community in fantasy sports, largest active community. And we have a good time. We have a great membership base, a great group of people that are just helping one another get better every day, have fun doing this, win some money. That's what we're all about. And it's a really good time. And I can't wait just to sink my teeth into the, the regular season and just hang out with the crew and everybody, now that our teams are assembled, now we just have to wrench on it. And we're going to work every damn day because that's what we do at fantasyguru.com. Radio 20 discount code applies. Get that, a full season product available. Daily fantasy football, betting on football. Do you want money? Do you not care about the draft stuff? Do you not care about leagues and lineups and all that stuff? Well, if you don't, but how about money? That's something everybody likes, and we have a lot of it to offer at fantasyguru.com because I don't know if there's better DFS players or better uh, NFL betters than what we have accumulated over on our site. Maybe there is, maybe there's not. I don't know. I know it's not the people that claim they're up thousands and hundreds of units and all that stuff because we don't bet like that. They're all just trying to sell people. We just try to provide a good product and make people win real people, real winnings, no fluff, no pop, no circumstance. That's what we do. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore man's on Twitter, the Jeff man's everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. Remember that this podcast is uncensored. That means I will use the naughty words, the curse words from time to time. I will talk about subject matter that you may not like. I may call Donald Trump a big fat tub of shit. 
and Joe Biden, a clueless old dying motherfucker. I may do that and you're going to be like, oh my God, those are my favorite people on earth. Tough shit. This ain't for you. This show's not for you, right? And if you like one of those two guys, good for you. That's awesome. Not, doesn't have to be anything. And I don't like or hate anybody. I don't give a shit about the politics side of things. I just say whatever is to be said. And that's the forum that we do here, right? Here we talk like real people and we don't always agree. We're not supposed to. That's what this podcast is all about. And it's what it will continue to be forever. So just know that if this isn't for you and, and if you've got kids in the car and you know, put in the earbuds, the AirPods or uh, noise canceling headphones or be around, not around sensitive people. All right. That's the way to listen to the show. Uh, there you go. By the way, our show is produced by Sean Angle. Sean doing a great job as always producing this program and does the Lord's work making me sound like I have half a brain, even through all the cursing and the dirty stuff that I do indeed say. Today is the day. Today is the day the teddy bears have their picnic. Today is the day, a very good day. Today is the day, the very good day. You ever hear that song growing up? Anybody? Anybody's mom ever read that to you? No, just me. All right, well, today's the day I put it on tape. My 2023 NFL predictions, they are put on tape, everybody. That is how I'm doing this. These are all courtesy of my projections. I've already ran the season thousands and thousands of times. Every game, every quarter, what do what does the Green Bay Packers do in the second quarter of their week four game? I've got it all mapped out. Obviously, I'm going to be wrong. Obviously, there's going to be things I got right. Obviously, there's going to be a lot that I get wrong. But where it all comes out, I've done this a long time, and we have a pretty good track record. All right? And more importantly, I'm not afraid to tell you what I think and what I believe after all the research I've done. Remember, if you're a subscriber or a member over at fantasyguru.com, I hope you understand. Like, I've been working on this shit since the Super Bowl. And even before that, really, I started my offseason rankings went up second week of January, the week after week 18 the last year. And we started wrenching immediately. Tyler Beaker and Russell Clay, Armando Marsal, myself, we have been grinding on the football, Jorge Pucks and Mark Hogan and our crew here. We've been wrenching on the NFL draft and the USFL and XFL and Canadian Football League and preseason and OTA we we've gone through all this so when you work on something just like all of you at your jobs or where in your lives when you've been through something you're well aware of it you have knowledge that other people don't have and that's what I'm going to share today my knowledge on what's going to happen this upcoming season I'll go every record of every team I'll go through Super Bowl and every and uh offseason or the uh categories the uh what do they call them the why can't I awards rookie of the year player of the year, MVP stuff like that. I'll get into all of that on this episode. So uh, we're going to have a good time putting it on tape, baby. That's what we do at fantasyguru.com on elite sports, what I do in my daily life. So let's get to it. One thing we do have to address. There is some breaking news. Not it's not breaking on this podcast. And I'm not going to talk a lot about the Travis Kelsey situation because as I'm recording this, because of the weirdness, 
Um, we're going to change the days of this podcast, by the way. It's going to start coming out late Tuesday night into Wednesday. Um, there's a very good reason for that, and it has to do with the the evolution, if you will, of FantasyGuru.com and what I've been while I'm doing all this football work and everything else, we're behind the scenes, me and the CEO of fantasy guru, Rob Brink, right? We were purchased by a company called podcast one deal is set deal is done. We're moving our, a lot of our audio stuff over to the podcast one forum. And we're going to be able to bring forward a wealth of amazing content for y'all over there. And best of all, going to be free going to be free a lot of the stuff like this podcast is free obviously but a lot of our stuff is going to be able to be free in the podcast form so i'm excited about it. i've been working on that i've been wrenching on it we have programming lineup and all of this kind of stuff and i'm very excited to share it with everybody and that's something that's going to happen in the next couple days or weeks ahead so in order to accommodate that in our program lineup i'm going to move up a little bit this podcast recorded on tuesdays have more of a reaction and a look ahead to the week that is, we'll have Mike Dempsey and Bob Harris still doing their regular podcast in the preview. We have a bunch of other great shows, the betting show for our Circa uh, Circa NFL contest and Survivor Picks every Friday with Rob Brink, and it's going to be great. So cannot wait for that. So we're going to move up this. I'm recording this on Tuesday night. The Travis Kelsey injury just happened a few hours ago. So, mm, I don't know how it's going to play out right now. The latest I have at this moment, ACLs intact and looks like he's not going to play on Thursday as it is now. If he plays, you start him. You don't look back. He's not going to play in my opinion on Thursday. To me, it might be a situation where he's good to go for week number two because of the 10 days of rest. So we'll have to wait and see though. Um, I have a lot of Travis Kelsey. I'm, but I want everybody to know, I've said this a lot on SiriusXM. I don't want to beleaguer the point. I've made it on this podcast. Every one of us has to chill. We have to relax. Man, let's take this son of a bitch week by week by week. Let's just climb that mountain again. Let's just, you don't, if you start thinking about, oh my God, my number one pick is out. Oh my God. Then it becomes overwhelming. And you make terrible, awful moves around that. You know what I mean? So that's the crazy part is we overreact as a result. So that's, you know, when it, as it pertains to Travis Kelsey, if you're a fantasyguru.com member, just jump in the Discord, NFL room, Dynasty room, Man's Cave. Hit us up. Let us know if you want any up-to-date. We'll have the latest information at that time. But I'm not going to waste any more time talking about a news item that in this form is just going to be outdated by the time this thing's uploaded, right? So that is that. Um, but uh, other thing, I do want to say, I'll say this. In that same spirit, you know, I've had a lot, gone through a lot this year, personally and with the business. And, and there's, it's every... Every year seems like it presents new challenges and new obstacles and everything like that. But I do want to make sure each one of you who has supported this podcast and you all know um, 
grown with me over the years and stayed with me when I uh, offend your political candidate or whatever, or I say, fuck you or whatever, all this shit that I said last week, a lot of positive feedback, even though I was an asshole on last week's show. Um, that means a lot. It means a lot to me. And I am very anxious and excited for this season. All right. It's, I don't know if it's going to be the greatest season we've ever had. I don't know. I feel like last season was about, I don't think we could outdo last season. Just being straight with everybody. The things that we hit, the amount of DFS winnings and betting was fucking incredible. I don't know. I mean, it's not that we're not going to hope for and drive for and work for it. We're going to. Just saying. Don't know how it's all going to sort itself out. And there are a lot of obstacles to get in our way, injuries and, and a lot of different things that we have to overcome. And we're going to, and we'll do that together. But I do want to enforce what this this podcast is about, what Elite Sports is about, what Fantasy Guru is about. I want no mistakes made on this. We don't have the end game solutions right now. This is a work in progress. I view my entire life like this, straight up with you, just straight out. I've made plenty of mistakes in my life. I've gone through a lot of shit, right? This year has been the epitome of the highest ups, selling the business, getting a little nice little chunk there, and being able to continue to work and grow in this industry is just an amazing opportunity. And for those who didn't know, my daughter had – uh, real terrible. She had a, uh, a pulmonary embolism back in late February after heart surgery and was in intensive care for two and a half weeks. So, and I sat by her side and we've been through that. Our family is recovered and she's recovered and doing well now. And But I learned that every day presents its new set of challenges. Some days are unbelievably great. Some days are unbelievably bad. And that's how each football season is. I remember last year in in uh, Discord fighting with guys, Skull Crusher, the battles with Skull Crusher who outed or pissed me off. And, you know, I don't want to be that guy anymore. That was last year, Mans. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that guy. I Maybe I will be. I'll, I'll revert. I'm sure I'll blow up and get mad at members or listeners or whatever because I'm not going to back down from anybody. That's for sure. But I want us to understand one another that, the goal here is to get better every day. And after a mistake is made, a bad start, bad sit, bad recommendation, maybe I'm going to be wrong on Roy Kent or uh, uh, who else am I in? Uh, Canarius Tony, very, very likely there, whatever it may be. And then I'm wrong on it. Okay. Well, now I, I'm not just going to sit there and cry. I'm going to go and work to help you get better, to help me get better, to help our teams get better, to keep us on this journey towards a championship a bad core four, a bad bet. I may lose my ass in betting week one. Who knows? All right. And, but that's not it. It's not over. This season will only be understood through the prism of next year. Then we can look back and say, eh, it's pretty good or uh, pretty shitty, whatever it was. So the overreaction is nothing but noise just like the Travis Kelsey shit that's hitting right now. It's just all noise. It doesn't really mean anything. We don't know anything. So be careful. 
and just for as an exercise, let's look back at my predictions on this podcast a year ago. Now you could go back and listen to that entire episode. Free to do that. They're all free. There we all the episodes. There was 171 in the tank already. 172 after this one. Last year, real quick, I had um in the AFC, I had the Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets in that order. I think those are some really good predictions because uh, that's exactly how that division fared. I didn't have the Bills winning that many games, 13-3. and three. Uh, The Dolphins went in one extra game. Of course, two will get hurt, but I was one of the only people in the world that saw the Dolphins coming. Remember digging the Dolphins a year ago? So I hit on that. The AFC North, Bengals, Ravens, Browns, and Steelers is the direction I had it. It was Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. I was off on the Browns by one game, the Steelers by one game. So one game apiece on those um, had both Browns and Steelers at eight and nine and uh, Browns were seven and 10. And so one game worse, Steelers are one game better. In the AFC South, this division, I got, I can't fucking believe it. I I thought the Colts would be the number one seed in the AFC because I thought the division was dog shit, which it kind of was. But I had the Colts, Titans, Jaguars, Texans. I was right on the Texans. That's it. So, um, yeah, that was, I mean, I had the Titans pretty much penciled in, but I had the Colts completely wrong. I predicted them for 12 and five. They were four and 12. Oh, and one, if that counts. So, and Jaguars were only three games better than I thought, but they won the division with that. So, uh, and then the AFC West, I did have the Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. It wound up Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Broncos. I, I mean, Nate Hackett just fucked the whole team is what he did. So uh, did have the Chargers and Chiefs making the playoffs. They did. Had the Colts making the playoffs. They didn't. Had the Bengals and Ravens making the playoffs. They did. Had the Bills and Dolphins making the playoffs. Uh, they did. So not bad. In the NFC, I had the Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Commanders. How about that? Not bad. You know, yeah, I had the Eagles at 11 and 6, but they were 14 and 3. Still had that. Did think the Cowboys would be a little bit worse than they were. And the Giants, I got uh, one game wrong, but still had the Giants making the playoffs. I did not have the Cowboys making the playoffs. NFC North had the uh, Packers winning that in a landslide, followed by the Lions, Vikings, Bears. Of course, it went Vikings. Way off on the Vikings. Had the Lions exact had the Packers I uh, was one game off or not three games off of what I thought there. And I had the bears as the worst team and they were the worst team. Um, NFC South, uh, that division, I had the Panthers winning a year ago. I had it followed by the saints bucks and Falcons Falcons were in last. So I got that, but the bucks won it, even though they were eight, and nine, I had the record right on the bucks. So you can't really fault me in that. I actually had the total points for the Buccaneers off by four points. I had 317. They had 313 points. Pretty good. Um, And then the NFC West. This one, I was way wrong. The Rams were coming off a Super Bowl. I didn't think anybody would challenge them, and they were an abomination. I had the Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks. It was almost the exact opposite. 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. So that division I completely cocked up. So that's where I was a year ago at this time. Um, that super, I did have the Bills over the P- 
Packers in the Super Bowl? Uh, no, I had the Bills and Eagles. Look at me. What the fuck? Pretty good. Pretty that's uh, come on, man. Pretty good. That was that was pretty good last preseason. I don't care what anybody says. Fucking liars that say, oh, it's not very hard. Now it's not hard to predict the Eagles. Last year, that was pretty good. I thought so. All right, let's get into this year. Who cares about last year, man? I just want to be transparent because that's what we do. All right, let's start in the AFC East. This is a tough division. The AFC, it's laughable. Like, it's honest to God laughable at how big of a dis- this uh, disparity there is between the AFC and the NFC. Like, oh, my God. There's one team in the NFC that would make the playoffs in the AFC. I'll tell you, guess who that is. I'll tell you later. That same team I have getting the number one seed in the NFC. But again, I will say, listen, here's another thing. Maybe this is a, a good lesson too. And just so you guys understand where I come from. Um, because there are a couple teams here that in both conferences that there's just no way. There's absolutely no way I don't see them winning a ton of games. There's just, there isn't a path to it. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Shit happens. That's the weird thing. The tough thing is not when you're making predictions or drafting teams. The important thing is to stand your ground and stay true to what you believe in and what's really what is evidenced. Where's the evidence? What can what substantiates the claim that last year the Packers are going to be twelve and five? They finished nine and eight or eight and nine. What a fucking terrible pick! Right, but they're. Do you think I wanted the Packers to be twelve and five? Do you think like? But there was no reasonable way they weren't. It's not about guessing. That's the part. You know what we do. My entire life at this point is about helping people stop guessing. Building a skill on something. If I could tell you, you could take lottery classes and get better at winning the lottery. Would you take them? I don't know. Would you? Some people would. Why not? At least you know you're getting better. You What numbers come up most often? You know, what's the tendencies at nighttime versus daytime drawings or whatever? If you put yourself in a better situation, you had you improve your odds. That's what everything that we do. And I will never stop that. I've played that game early in my career where I'm more guessing and you know, trying to be bold and trying to be different and all this bullshit. Nowadays, fortunately, I don't have to work to be different. I just am because everybody else wants to fit in. So you can't you can guess that a really good team is not going to make the playoffs. That's fun. But what's your evidence? What's your reasoning? Go through the schedule and show me where they misstep. Right? That's the problem. You have to have evidence to it. And that's what I have at fantasyguru.com. So the AFC East is a tough division. I have the Dolphins at 12 and 5. I have the Bills in second at 10 and 7, the Jets in third at 9 and 8, and the Patriots at 6 and 11. Patriots are a real tough team to put down at 6 and 11. But again, I think that defense is going to be fine. And even though they've made improvements, having Bill O'Brien, having a real offense coordinator, they don't have any machine works for it. 
Mac Jones and Ramondre Stevenson and aging Zeke Elliott, a poor offensive line, no wide receivers. It's all coaching. And maybe that coaching gets them eight wins somehow. They squeak in a couple games they weren't supposed to. Right. But at the end of the day, there's just not much there. And with the Jets, there's not nearly as much as you think there is. Everybody wants to pick the Jets. It's the fashionable thing to do, but where's the evidence? The evidence is you've got two amazing playmakers on the defensive side. That defense, I think, will be pretty damn legit. But in today's football, you can't stop offenses like Miami and Buffalo. Like You can't stop. Great defense isn't even going to stop that. You have too many weapons. Quentin Williams and Sauce Gardner are going to what? What are they going to do? Not going to do jack shit. Right? Jets may pick up one of those four games that they play Buffalo and Miami. That's what I have at least. So that's an issue for the Jets. I think the Jets in a different division project a lot better. The Jets in the NFC are probably either the one seed or the two seed. It's just too tough of a division. AFC North, another one that's just going to be these teams are going to hammer each other. The Bengals have some issues, and it hasn't been talked about a lot, but defensively, they lost Jesse Bates. They lost, uh, well, Eli Apple's out fucking every porn star that ever lived. Um, they've completely remade their entire secondary. All right. Sam Hubbard, Trey H- Hendrickson, good pass rushers. BJ Hill, DJ Reader in the middle, they could stop the run still. They got real problems against the pass. Chidobia Wuzier and Hilton, Cam Taylor Britt. Ooh. They're going to need Jordan Battle. They're going to need DJ Turner, to, rookies, mind you, to step up. Dax Hill wasn't a player last year. First round pick. Was it last year? Dax? Two years ago. I don't know. But a lot of inexperience in the secondary. I think that's going to hurt them. But I do have them winning the, the division. I've got the Browns in second. Again, my mind and experience will tell me don't bother, but the facts are the Browns have the best offensive line in the game. They have one of the best defensive lines in the game. They've got a new, very aggressive defensive play caller that's going to make this defense a lot better than what it's been in Jim Schwartz. They're going to – they have – an all-pro quarterback who led the league in passing two years ago, uh, three years ago now, and he last played a full season. Got a wealth of wide receiver weapons, the best running back, pure running back in the NFL behind the best offense line. And I only have him at nine and eight. And the reason I'm nine and eight, I gave the benefit of the doubt to every Browns opponent I possibly could. I have the Steelers at nine and eight as well, and I have the Ravens in last at eight and nine. I think any one of those th- those three can finish any which order, but I think the Bengals will still win. Joe Burrow's a straight-up killer. Starting the season, they'll banged up the calf. Not ideal. But they're going to – They're the problem with the AFC North is it's so competitive that for me, I, I only have one playoff team. Only the Bengals are going to make the playoffs out of those four teams. It's a bummer because there's some crazy talent up and down, but they're going to beat the shit out of each other. AFC South is dog shit. We know it. Jaguars will win 11 and six for them. 
Titans will somehow Titans somehow are going to manage to get nine and eight record. And this is a team that at the beginning of this process back in May, right out April, May, I had the Titans finishing last in the division. Now they're going to be second and have a winning record on the year. Life comes at you fast. Texans in third at six and 11, the Colts four and 13 dog shit already mailing it in for this year. We know that. So only the Jaguars in the playoffs in that division. AFC West. Now we go. This is a, this is a barn burner. And I predicted this team to win the division last year, and I'm going right back to it. I was only one game off from them last year. Chargers. It's a big year. Kellen Moore, new offense play caller, opening up the playbook, being more aggressive on offense for L.A. The thing about the Chargers that's more important than any of that, I don't have any problems with the Chargers offensively. Even under Joe Lombard, I had no problems with them. You score 400 points in a season, you're going to be pretty good. The problem is they gave up too many, 384. So they're very low different point differential. And it's this that side of the football that has to improve. There are crazy talent. Fucking Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. Sebastian Joseph Day in the middle. That is as good of a front as there is in this league. Kenneth Murray, sideline to sideline linebacker. Eric Kendricks from Minnesota, they bring. Right? They they the secondary Derwin James. JC Jackson played like shit last year, coming over from New England. But he's in Ben okay at camp, banged up, but still recovering, but he's still. Asante Samuels, a, le- a real good corner. This is a, an immensely talented secondary in L.A. It's some pr- kicker problems, but Dicker, the kicker, uh, saved them late last year, and I think that parlays itself into the 2023 as well. This is a pretty good team. It's a great team on both sides of the ball. Rashawn Slater back at the starting left tackle. That's going to be a huge get keep for them getting a downfield guy, Quentin Johnston chargers are going to win the division. The chiefs have real problems. I have them in second and that's an honorary second. I gave him a lot of benefits of the doubt. The chiefs are going to be dangerous when it comes to playoffs because, but in the regular season without Chris Jones for over half the year, folks, the chiefs can't just let the defense go. Without Chris Jones and Frank Clark, Carol Loftus and Nick Bolton, and like these these are not guys that they don't have any pass rush. They don't have any pass rush. Carl Loftus can't win one on one. He can't win one on two. No fucking way. Barely win one on one. When you got Frank Clark and Frank Clark is in Buffalo now, and Chris Jones is holding out for at least the first eight weeks of the season, according to him. The secondary is dog shit. Secondary is terrible. Jalen Watson, a seventh rounder from a year ago, is going to start. Legereus needs awful. Trent McDuffie. McDuffie was supposed to be a lot better. And maybe he develops this year, but he's going to have to show he could play on the outside. This is a 
bad defense. They lost their starting uh, left tackle as well. I mean, there's a lot of problems in Kansas. And now you got Kelsey who might be injured for a while. We know the wide receiving core is held together. And Kadarius Tony, their best receiver, may not. He's definitely going to get hurt at some point. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is a god. Yes. But there's only so much even God can do. You ever heard the phrase, God can't even save you? That's the Kansas City Chiefs right now. And, I mean, they have four straight AFC championship games, two Super Bowls. I mean, fuck, three Super Bowl appearances. It's going to be a down year. They finish 10 and 7. The Broncos finish third, 9 and 8 in the division. Raiders 6 and 11 bring up the rear. What does that do? That means the number one seed in the AFC is going to go to the Miami Dolphins. Second seed, I actually be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Third seed, Chargers 11 and 6. When the uh, Jaguars won the tiebreaker there. Fourth seed, Bengals is division winners. The Bills at 10 and 7 are the fifth seed. The sixth seed will be also the 10 and 7, Kansas City Chiefs. So Chiefs make the playoffs where if Jones is healthy, if they if Spagnuolo gets the secondary figured out like he often does, you get playoff Mahomes with a healthy Kelsey, and they've sorted out the receivers. By this point, now they have a, now they're Super Bowl ready again. Now they're a real fucking problem, but they're going to have to go on the road to do it. Yeah, when it's at Arrowhead, everything's great. Can they win on the road in the playoffs? We'll see. And then the seventh seed, three, four teams tied with nine and eight record. The Broncos. Browns, Jets, Steelers, Titans. Tiebreaker City, motherfucker. Who wins the tiebreaker according to my model and projections over at fantasyguru.com? Fucking Jets. <laughs> huh? Jets win. Jets get to the playoffs and listen, that's kind of what isn't that what the Jet fans want? Isn't that what you want to give Aaron Rodgers a chance at the playoffs? Great defense. We'll see. And according to this, Jets versus Jaguars, first round, winnable game, ain't it? I don't think so. So positivity for the Jets. I know people think I'm always down on I just don't buy the hype ever, and I've always been right. <laughs> I'm always right because I keep it in proper perspective. So that's your AFC. What about the NFC? We'll start out East because East Coast runs the world. Certain people are not going to like these. The Eagles, come on. They're the best team in the NFC by a fucking landslide. Like I said, I think the Jets would be the second seed in the NFC. I really do. There's not another team that does anything in the NFC. The Eagles are fucking stacked. Just absolute top to bottom. The, The thing about the Eagles is that they're deep. They can win. Look, Mariota is a backup quarterback. Fucking Tanner McKee, I like that Stanford. Right? They they're got some depth. Tyler Steen on the offensive line, even though that is an old unit and dangerous. But they've got depth there. Their running backs are Swift and Gainwell and Penny. That's deep. This defense, basically University of Georgia 2.0. Jalen Carter's a fucking animal. Nolan Smith. Keely Ringo is your fifth corner. Are you kidding me? Big, tall, physical. Keely Ringo is right there with Sauce Gardner as far as pure talent. 
Now, Sauce is better and has proven it. He proved it very well last year, but Keely Ringo is another big and very aggressive in that spirit corner. He's the fifth corner on the fucking Eagles. Are you kidding me? This team is something else. I mean, they're just loaded. Absolutely loaded in Philadelphia. They're number one. Second seed in the NFC East. Your Washington Commanders. That's a stunner to me. I've known that my models like Washington a little bit. The defense has played extraordinarily well. Second half of last year, what they've they went to and read the coaching breakdowns over at fantasyguru.com. I've talked about it on the show before. Match zone coverage. It changed the world for the secondary last year. Benjamin St. Juiced, who we were we were absolutely whipping on early in the season, came back around. Kendall Fuller improved. Now you give it to Emmanuel Forbes, Tavis Martin, a couple real corners. I could play this match on another rookie. So got some, when you combine that with Ron Payne, John Linnell, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, when he's healthy, Cody Barton, Jameen Davis, shit. That's a pass rush. It's good tackling. It's a, it's, it's a good little team. They're going to run the ball. They're deep at running back with Robinson Gibson and Chris Rodriguez from Kentucky. Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett, there's nothing to write home about. Sam Howell, though, has a little bit of swag. You guys are going to see it. You're going to be like, this, what does this motherfucker think he is? And he thinks he's Sam Howell. Sam Howell digs himself some Sam Howell. McLaurin, Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Tayami Brown, some real downfield speedsters. Washington can do some things. They're going to be a, successful in a shitty division. Third place. New York Giants, eight and nine. I think the Giants take a little bit of a step back this year. The Giants, I want to love, and they were one of my teams last year. I was exactly right on them, put them in the exact right spot. Um, And the problem with the Giants is you got Daniel Jones, who now just got paid. The whole prove it, he already did, and now – I don't think it's not going to be a massive regression, but we're not going to get another step forward. We're all hoping we get another step forward from Daniel Jones. And I think we get a lateral step. They didn't add any powerhouse receiver. All right. That's not to say they're not from a fantasy standpoint. So I'm just going to catch the ball. They don't have anybody behind Saquon Barkley. He's furious. He's in a walk year. He's not ecstatic about his future here in New York. He wants to save himself. I don't like that situation. The defense is pretty strong, but the secondary is beatable, very beatable. I like the defensive front in New York. I don't like the secondary. I think they take a step back. The Cowboys last place, and again, Cowboys could win the division, but here's the problem. Everywhere you look, Dallas is held together with scotch tape. Dak Prescott thinks everybody, everything about Dallas is you think it's great. And then you start looking and you're like, oh, my God, it's not. Like you think Dak is a all-pro quarterback. Eh, he's not. Not anymore. He hasn't been for a couple of years. He's solid, not spectacular. You think they could run the ball. And Tony Pollard's a star. He's never done it. He's been in the league six years. And had 
one good season and is significantly undersized and has never carried the ball more than what 200 and 200 times 193 was his top last year okay so you think they can run the ball you think it's a great offensive line it is, but Zach Martin's pissed off, and he got his contract extension. So did Terrence Steele. I don't know why they gave it to Steele, because he's hurt right now. Biadas hasn't worked out at center. Tyler Smith had an amazing rookie season at left guard. Tyron Smith's back's about to fall apart. Tyron Smith goes down. That means Tyler Smith will move to left tackle, and it'll be a disaster. They They'll lose the interior... Smith will be worse on the edge than he was inside. Zach Martin is aging and Terrence Steele starting the season off. You have no tight end. Jake Ferguson, the schoonmaker, that's not going to work. You got a new system and Brian Schottenheimer wants to throw the ball all the time, which is not the strength of the Dallas Cowboys offense. You think you have a pass rush, but mm, Demarcus Lawrence has seen his better days. Mazzy Smith, you hope in the middle can be a run stopper. A team desperately needs it. Micah Parsons and all, he only could do so much. What I like is the secondary. I like Gilmore and Trevon Diggs. But when you look at it, Gilmore cannot cover fast guys anymore. And Trevon Diggs can't cover. Trevon Diggs can turn, get create turnovers. And that's magic. And that's important. But he's not a cover guy. He can be beaten. Nobody's they're only they're not really scared of him the way they should be considering his ball hawk abilities, right? So that's a problem. You got completely unproven kicker. There's just anything goes wrong in Dallas. One injury, it things just fall. It's a domino effect. And I think in the course of a season that happens, I also Mike McCarthy will be it for him. Clean house, rebuild behind the defense. Dallas Cowboys, NFC North, Lions, 11 and 6. They win the division rather easily. Packers are second place at 8 and 9, tied with the Vikings, but the Packers have the edge. The Chicago Bears, a lot of people predicting them to be a surprise team. I think the Bears are better. If they won eight games, it would be a great year. I don't think it happens. I have them at 6 and 11. I do think Justin Fields continues to take, I think the offense as a whole takes a good step forward. But I don't think the defense is near where it needs to be. Now, there's always a chance a team like the Bears could go full Minnesota Vikings. I don't think they'll win 14 games, but play close enough games, let their young quarterback win it. I know Vikings had an old quarterback, but you get my drift. It's just doubtful. It's not a really likely path of victory. But a stepping stone, I'm sure Bears fans like me can appreciate that even this year nfc south oh you want to talk they afc north's hard afc east hard nfc south like nobody should win the division it's a mess although they're not that they're not terrible teams they're just teams that are so prone to failure Tampa Bay is going to be in last place in this division. That's how far they fall from Tom Brady. Remember, they were only an eight-win team, so I only have them for two less wins at 6-11. and 11. The one team, the Panthers and the Saints and the Falcons are very difficult. Falcons are going to win the division at 10-7. and seven. They're going to actually tie with the Saints at 10-7 and seven too. 
but the Falcons are going to win it. That's what Arthur Smith just does. Just kind of wins. And you look up, you're like, how did they win? And everyone's like, I don't really know, but they did. They're built well. Offensive line, defensive line, and they completely changed their secondary this offseason. New defensive coordinator in Atlanta as well, Ryan Nielsen. And it's going to be a lot better coverage, a lot more man-to-man, a lot more schematically sound than we've seen in that secondary in the past. They went out and got um, Omanyata and Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree to accompany Grady Jarrett on that front. I like it. A.J. Terrell's going to be healthy to start the season. He wasn't a year ago. Got some depth with Mike Hughes and Trey Flowers in the secondary. Falcons are are just going to be able to play Falcon football, run the ever-loving hell out of the ball, and win games. At least 10 of them. So Falcons, Saints, 10 and 7, 10 and 7, 7 and 10 for the Panthers. I do think they there's some good things happening in Carolina. I do. Uh, it's it's the quarterback. It's Bryce Young. It just doesn't make everything happen. Now, hopefully, there's a second half of the first year season bump for Bryce Young. I hope that's going to be the case. But I'm not optimistic on that. And then the Bucks at six and eleven. That leaves one division. This one's a shitty division. None of these teams are good. 49ers aren't that good. 49ers will win it 11 and 6. 49ers are a lot of people's team. A lot of folks picking them because that's the team they picked last year. Shanahan. Okay. He's on his what fourth or fifth defensive coordinator. And Steve Wilkes. Did very well as a lead guy in Carolina a year ago. But I it's it's like ever seen the movie Multiplicity. Copy of a copy isn't sharp as the original. That's what we're getting all of a sudden with this defense. There's talent up and down San Francisco. And obviously everyone, Eric Armstead and Trey Greenlaw, Fred Warner, and Nick Bose, of course. Of fucking course. We all know that. But that's kind of it, right? The secondary has been shit forever. Demandre Lenore, Isaiah Oliver, Falcon fans know what I'm talking about. Shit, various ward. Folks, these are guys that we have smacked the shit out of in DFS for years. For fucking years, man. So that's just beautiful in the secondary to attack in DFS. And they have a you know Mr. Irrelevant starting at quarterback. And if the only rescue hope is Sam Darnold. McCaffrey's made a glass. Their offensive line is completely barren except for Trent Williams. They literally everybody's gone from the offensive line and where it was two years ago, except for Trent Williams. And Williams is ancient and didn't play at all. They didn't even have him practicing this season in, in the preseason. He's 36 years old, gonna be 36 years old. I love Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, very sharp. McCaffrey, good skill position players, but man, they'll win the division because of the talent they have. But I'm just saying it could go awry in San Francisco. Don't count on them for more than a division. Somehow, the motherfucking Seahawks are going to finish second at 9-8 and eight again, and I'll never know how. Pete Carroll. Rams at eight and nine, Cardinals worst team in the league, three and fourteen. Let me make sure that's accurate. 
Yes. Worst team in the league, three and 14. So there you go. That's, those are my records, teams, everything else. How does it go in the a- NFC? The number one seed, the Philadelphia Eagles at 13 and four. Number two seed uh, in a tiebreaker will be the Detroit Lions. 49ers are the third seed. The Falcons are the fourth seed. The Saints are the fifth seed. The Washington Commanders, the sixth seed. And the Seattle Seahawks, somehow, nine and eight, are team number seven. I will say, man, that that last playoff team, that's where everybody's in play in the NFC, except I think the Cardinals don't have a chance, and that's about it. And I think maybe the Bucs don't have a chance. Every other team, Giants, Cowboys, Packers, Vikings, Bears, Panthers, Rams, every one of them has a shot at being a playoff team because I don't think it's going to take very much. But being a playoff team and being a contender is two different things. To me, it's the Eagles. They're going to make it through the NFC rather easily, back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. And listen, I think it'll be super tough in the AFC. (laughs) AFC playoff is just must-watch football come this January. The best football you'll ever see. Because some of the most talented, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Tuatango Vilo and Josh Allen and the old man Aaron Rodgers just fucking swinging at each other. Center of the ring. I'm I'm gonna go with the Miami Dolphins. I have them as the number one seed. They're the best team on paper. I love everything Miami does. Mike McDaniel's a god. Vic Fangio, that is defensive corner cannot be. A, overstated the thing about Miami is they're going to be very competitive and we'll see how they do early. But one, if again, if, if Tua stays healthy or even if he doesn't Mike white, he can get there. I do think either they find a running back with Salvin Ahmed or they go out and get one like Jonathan Taylor or somebody during the season. Cause the offensive line is fantastic. The receiving core is fantastic. The defensive line is very interchangeable. The secondary is fantastic. And they get Jalen Ramsey back too. come late November, early December. That's a shot in the arm, man, for a defense that schematically is very good. Vic Fan, for those who don't know about Vic Fangio, I've talked about him before. He's the one person, Sean McVay, Kyle Shannon, all these genius offensive mind. He's the one motherfucker they don't want to run up into. Maybe two, maybe Belichick. McVeigh pisses his pants against Belichick. Shanahan doesn't really care, although 28-3, when he's at the Falcons Super Bowl, that still haunts him. So Belichick and Fangio, they don't want it because they've solved it. The zone running scheme, Fangio solved it, right? A triple set, 11-0 right swipe. The offensive play call, Fangio's call, Fangio has the – he knows exactly – how to combat that he knows he's invented the stops for the most popular offenses in the national football league. That's a big freaking get. Nobody seems to talk about it. So I'll go with the dolphins uh, and the Eagles and fuck it. I'll, I'll go with the Eagles to win the super bowl. Wouldn't it, it's too perfect that the NFC sucks. They have an easy time and then they get the super bowl though. And then the Eagles do indeed win it. So that's where I'm at right now with that. Um, some off-season award winners. 
things that I think uh, the MVP of the league, I think Justin Herbert wins the MVP of the league. The, the Chargers 11 and six battling a tough division. I think there's going to be a moment in 2023 where going against the Kansas city chiefs, maybe that week six outing that they, I think it's week six or five or six or mid uh, middle of the week um, outing. They play the chiefs also on the last game of the season too. I think these are going to be moments where it's like, Welcome, you know, it's my season, changing of the guard, if you will, within the division, you know, with Justin Herbert, Brandon Staley, and that Charger team. There's just too much there. And thus, I think Herbert winds up with the MVP. I think it's somebody everybody will be comfortable with. The voters will be comfortable with it as well. I mean, they're going to try to give it to Aaron Rodgers. No, even for a nine and eight record, they'll try and 3,800 passing yards. They'll be, Aaron, please. <laughs> Offensive rookie of the year. Good Lord. Has this ever been easier? Bijan Robinson by a mile. I pity the fool that didn't draft Bijan Robinson this year. I really do. Um, I, I really think that that is going to, he's going to run away with it. Very good chance to lead the league in rushing in his rookie season. I look at him as a an Adrian Peterson, a Saquon Barkley type that comes in the league and just fucking runs. Offensive line, scheme is perfect, a soft schedule. It's going to be great. Coach of the year, Mike McDaniel. Now he's going to get a lot of help because of Vic Fangio and as a defensive play caller, Mike McDaniel's a guy we all are going to fall in love with in 2023. We just are. And rightfully so, because he's a cool laid back, super smart dude. Doesn't get into anything. doesn't get into, you know, mix it up or he mixes up just by telling the truth. He doesn't try. Tells it like it is. It's fun at press conferences talks openly about his team and about strategies, not afraid. Oh no, they're going to hear what I want to do. You know? And I, I think Mike McDaniel ends up winning that coach of the year award. So there you go. All right. Well, I, I think we've done a lot here today, right? Haven't we? I feel like we've accomplished a lot. All my predictions have been lot laid out. Now, if you guys want to agree, disagree, hit me up at Jeff underscore man's on Twitter. The Jeff Mans everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. You know, as far as the rest of the season is concerned, and again, these predictions, things can go any number of different ways. But I think it all will come back to the coaching, the systems, the groundwork for what's about to happen. See, that's something uh, I, I think, the other prediction I have about this, the rest of this year is that we're all going to be glued to the NFL. This is going to be unlike maybe the, uh, I guess not. Cause three years ago, the fucking pandemic, like the NFL just took over everything. Our whole lives were that we couldn't wait to have football on because that's all any we were doing. It's the same way with these writer strikes. We're not going to get our TV shows that we want. All the late night shows aren't on the pro. We don't get programming anymore. So what are you going to do? Can't wait for this shit. So what do we got to do? We got to be better. And we're going to want to 
bet on these games. We're going to want to play DFS on these games. Fantasy is going to be big. That's why fantasyguru.com is the place to be because we're going to be able to help you with all the people flooding into the market, right? And we've seen it. Numbers this year are way up in fantasy sports for fantasy football. And it's a lot of people that have nothing else going on because not there is nothing else. So they're joining leagues and doing things for the first time or for the first time in a while. And you might be one of those people. Well, don't be a mark. <laughs> we will help you. But the groundwork has been laid. Just like all, think about the greatest, I want you to think for a second, the greatest season of television ever. Season one, This Is Us. Uh, third season, Game of Thrones, Red Wedding. You know, maybe that what was that the, uh, what season was it of The Office with the dinner party and all that? Whatever it was. Whatever the greatest season. Remember that that was written months, if not years before. All the coding, all the script writing, all the table reads. Then they acted it. Then they filmed it. They did all that shit way before it took off and we enjoyed it. And in the in football, in the NFL, in all sports, specifically in football, though, like football's special for that reason. These guys have worked. Whoever put in the work the offseason. Right when you, you who did their the weights put on masks? I sat with Garrett Wilson. He said, "I'm going to put on masks." I look at him and put on masks. Right? I mean, you know, guys who put in the work in the off season. We've seen it with guys like Aaron Donald and um, that have transformed themselves, made their body stronger, gotten more endurance, learned a new skill, picked up a spin move, or learned to catch with their hands, like Quentin Johnston seems to have. You know, these little elements, all that groundwork, and then you factor in all the coaches. The impact, the biggest impact players in 2023 are Sean Payton and Vic Fangio and D'Amico Ryans and Joe Lombardi, maybe Kellen Moore, Bill O'Brien, Eric Bieniemy. right? These are, these are the biggest players. They've all been putting in work day after day after day after day after day. And now we get to see the fruits of that labor. Who put in, who was the most prepared last year? Nate Hackett wasn't prepared at all. Didn't name the playbook, left everything open. Didn't fucking same thing. We saw him do at hard knocks. He just said, Oh, do whatever you want. Everybody I'm getting a big paycheck. He didn't give a shit. That's what he did. And it showed on the field. Uh, What four or five win season for the Broncos a year ago. So Remember that all that, whoever put in the work, the the teams that got after it, made the necessary moves, got their contracts in order, their coaching staffs in order, got everybody happy and on the same page, worked out in the hot sun, bonded as teammates, new quarterback wide receiver chemistry, like Justin Fields and DJ Moore are set to ascend this year. Meanwhile, other places like Indianapolis became a toxic fucking wasteland which I don't know if Shane Steichen has a fucking chance in hell to survive. Good coach, been through a lot, good hire, but they left him bare. They drafted Anthony Richardson for the mere fact that they didn't want somebody else to. That's not a reason. So all this groundwork happened a long time ago, and it's the same in our fantasy leagues. 
our DFS play, our betting. We've done all of this work. You've done immense amounts of drafts and preparation, listening to my stupid, dumb voice, reading my stupid, snarky writings at fantasyguru.com, drafting with me at drafters.com. By the way, still a chance to get in. Drafters have been a disaster. Their site crashed a couple times this week. But, I mean, they're they're literally just over halfway full. Or, no, they're about 60%. Like, shit. $2 million, get your fucking shit. Man, fucking, I mean, you're good looking at like a 25% chance to cash in a best ball tournament with a $300,000 top prize. You just don't get that. That doesn't ever happen in the universe. Underdog is like 11%. It's crazy how much the odds are great on drafters.com. Anyway, but you drafted with me. We've gone through these motions and we've done all this work. Now let's watch it play out. And anything that it that gets thrown at you all, I'm here for. I'm here to help you. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to give you confidence. I'm here to tell you it's going to be all right. You can cry on my shoulder. And we could celebrate come January when we close out championships. All right? So... That's where I'm at. Hopefully you've enjoyed the preseason. Again, this podcast will be moving up a day going late night, Tuesday night. Or you'll get it first thing Wednesday morning for show for sure during the course of the season. A lot of weekly reactions. I'll be back next week. Week one reaction. What went right? What went wrong? Where we landed? I'll give a DFS preview just like normal. A betting preview like normal. Waiver wire moves. Now that we're a day early, we can get into some buy low and sell high on these shows going forward as well. A ton of great content being rolled out. I also want to announce officially the hiring of one of my good friends in the industry. And to me, a guy I've always wanted to make my lead basketball analyst. And we finally, after seven years, had the opportunity to do it. Justin Fensterman has joined us at fantasyguru.com. For all of those basketball fans out there, we just got a good one. We got the guy I've wanted for this spot for years. Justin eats, breathes, sleeps basketball, loves it. I text Justin Fencer when my son has a bad practice or has an issue. I text Justin, hey, what can he do here? And he tells me tips. He has always been a good friend, a great ally. He's done great work for years. He's produced. He's been on, he was a producer of Elite Sports for a number of years. Now he's a host on SiriusXM. And he joins the Fantasy Guru team and the Elite Mafia starting today, starting right now. He will be doing our practice reports over at FantasyGuru.com, our injury reports for NFL. And he's our lead basketball guy. He has DFS write-ups, bets from him all NBA season as we ramp up brand new podcasts coming out as well with Justin Fensterman. Our NBA team is going to be fine this coming season. I can't freaking wait for basketball season to start. Isn't that crazy? I'm never saying that especially before the football season even starts. So uh, welcome to the show. And I'll get Fensty on one of these podcasts to talk as well one of these days. All right, folks, that's going to do it for me. Remember, get over to fantasyguru.com. There's nowhere else you want to be this season. If money's been tight, if you just don't have the funds for a DFS package or a betting package, email us, support at fantasyguru.com. Ted Schuster, myself, and our crew will help you get the right. We'll put you on a monthly thing if you if that's better for you or give you some discounts to make it more attainable. And if not, that's cool too. Um, but 
you know, hell, it's a great environment. We watch games together Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays. Holidays are always fun. It's just a great place to be, and our team is growing. Our community is growing, and I'm very proud of what we've done at FantasyGuru.com. Get over there. Check it out. Follow me at social, on social media at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. That's going to do it, everybody. Episode 172. William the Refrigerator Perry. Anytime I see 72, then Carlton Fisk and William the Refrigerator Perry. Uh, it's the Chicago in, in me. You may disagree with some more every darn thing that you heard on today's show. And ladies and gentlemen, I assure you it's perfectly all right. Why? Because this was just one man's opinion. We'll see you next time, everybody. Good luck this season. Deuces!